Hey everybody, we uh, are wrapping up about eight weeks that we've spent talking about, studying, and practicing different ways of praying. And so as we wrap this up, we just thought it would be fun to have a quick conversation, recap, talk about what we did, what we learned, um, maybe what we're still learning, what we're thinking about doing as we continue on, and uh, we start to focus on something else. But I guess just one thing to say uh, that we realized throughout this whole process and even before was that um, as a church, as a community, we want prayer to be at the very center of everything that we do. Um, it's just, it's a priority for us. It's part of who we are, how we operate. Uh, you want to say more about that, Jeff? Yeah, I, I heard it said, you know, prayer isn't just something we do. Like you said, it's at the center of everything we do. And I think that that's just something that we need to remember is in our DNA. Like there isn't a revival that didn't include people that were praying together consistently. There hasn't been a biblical character that didn't have prayer at the center of their life. And so it kind of seems like a pretty easy playbook, but it's also easy to forget. So the practices that we did our last six weeks is one way to get it ingrained into us as leaders and to our people in our community really anyone else that participated mm-hmm. yeah so we did a couple of different practices we'll go over a couple of those um, you get to hear the sounds of Covington this is the <laughs> beauty right. of this video so enjoy it this is real life right. um, so we started it off with doing the Lord's Prayer prayed that for a week um, all of us just in our prayer times starting that way put inserting ourselves into into the Lord's Prayer um, then the next week we started out praying uh, with Father, what are you doing? And then acting on it, however that was. Mm-hmm. Um, third week we prayed for the lost. Yes. So we thought of um, people in our lives that we wanted to pray for specifically and then prayed prayed for them, like just every day, all the time. Um, yeah, and we jumped mm-hmm. off of it with Luke 15, which mm-hmm. is a really great way to think about how Jesus thought about the people furthest from him. So that was a really exciting thing. And also being able to just pray for people by name daily. Yeah. And we've all noticed the impact of that in our own lives mm-hmm. before and during this, mm-hmm. which has been awesome. Yeah. yeah, yeah. because when you're actually praying for your neighbors, the people around you, it, it gives you uh, a greater sense of investment and... Uh, curiosity I think like especially during the quarantine and everything where so many of us have been kind of stuck at home out of our normal rhythms Uh, we've been praying for people around us by name and so we go out and we see them and we you know there's a a desire to be more a part of their lives to to help to serve to love to bless um, to do everything the kingdom does should I share my story now sure why not so this was parts of the all the practices so far um was being able to pray for the specific people in my life and then like tyler said it was more like that prayer posture put me into more of a physical posture to remember them whenever i saw them so like i would end up seeing this one person i was praying for way more than i feel like i've seen her in i don't know last couple weeks so just got to have more conversations and just be aware of the people around me a little bit better just have like eyes to see so that was pretty pretty awesome yeah yeah and we also did um a couple of ancient prayer practices mm-hmm. we did lectio divina which is 
having a conversation with God through the, the scripture. So reading the text and, and asking the question, God, what are you saying to me through this text? Which I think is incredibly powerful. It's been something for me over the years that has, has really changed the way that I relate to scripture and to God. It um, you know, fosters that intimacy. And then we did another one, the, the daily examine, which really brings the stuff in our hearts, our emotions, our feelings, our fears, our anxiety, our joy, uh, our hope, all of that. Uh, brings it out of the surface, um, above the surface, to be uh, something that we become aware of, something that we bring before God, and we allow Him to shape us and form us uh, through that activity. Yeah, that's the one. Actually, interesting enough, I heard the most response from you guys that practiced it, uh, which was a little surprising, but really awesome. So, yeah, I'm excited to see how that gets ingrained more in the folks that are practicing it. And like we've been saying, if you missed that one, there's plenty of time to practice it. Those videos are available, mm-hmm. um, I guess, as long as we want them to be. Yeah. <laughs> They're on the Facebook right That's now. Right. Oh, the last one was prayer walking. And that was just really cool too, because then like in one of the comments, one of you guys said that, oh, that's my house in the background. And, <laughs> yeah. and Grant, who was doing the video, just like had been praying blessings over everybody as he walked demonstrated it was as easy as that as walking and praying so yeah. I love that and I think that's that's been one of the most consistent ones for me I know we've put that into practice it's something I look forward to every week I'm like I do not want to miss that these two uh, go on a walk every Wednesday yeah. noon rain or shine join us yeah you go for a walking Covington it's meet re- the best people it's really fun because you get to see your neighborhood in a new way especially when you're um, speaking blessing and hope and you're inviting the kingdom to break in and you're looking for opportunities we've been able to pray for a few people um, you know right in the moment um, which is awesome one one guy we were walking last week and we walked past a, a, a man sitting out in front of a building and our friend Christopher just felt this prompting from the spirit I feel like he's going through something and we need to go back and ask him what it is so we're like yeah let's do it and we go back and he asks them and the guy uh has stage four terminal cancer Mm -hmm. and it's just this really intense hard thing that he's going through but we get to to pray with him and we get to um engage with one another and it becomes this really powerful moment of connection and, and inviting the power of the spirit into the midst of a really painful situation so that's that was really cool and it's a great example too something we've been talking a lot about is prayer is such an important part of this process but it leads to action it leads to opportunities with our neighbors it leads to running into people and being willing to be interrupted right it leads to what did our listening Mm -hmm. session give us that we need to act on yeah. It leads to examining our hearts and changing how we react. <laughs> yeah. Right. You know, so I think that that's been something that's been so great with all of these is that prayer is this amazing experience, this relational experience with our creator. And he basically gives us marching orders. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. And so do we want to do it or not? <laughs> right? yeah. mm-hmm. Well, I think he, even maybe a better way of saying it, I like that, but he invites us to what he's doing, right? It's marching orders, but it's not just like these demands from on high. It's like, hey, I am at work in your neighborhood. Come be a part of this with me. And a big part of that is that we have to change first. So like prayer always produces change. 
if we really engage in it. Uh, most often the change starts within our own hearts, uh, realigning us with God, and then Him opening our eyes to see in just the ordinary everyday moments where the Spirit is, is at work and how we can partner with Him. Can you tell the story of Julie? Oh, the story of the Julie. Story oh, of Julie. Julie is hey, my Julie. wife, and she was born now. Um, yeah, well, Julie was walking uh, about a month ago, I guess, and she had the enviable experience of having a woman walk up to her and just say, hey, would you pray for me? Mm-hmm. And I joke, I wish that people would do that with me more often. But she did pray for her. And I can't remember the specifics of what the prayer was about. But at the end, I know Julie said, I, I just have to ask you, why did you think that I would pray for you? And just say it. And then we said, I don't know. It's just something in your eyes. I saw something. Um, and you know what? We carry a light inside of us. Yeah. And it may not be easy for everyone to see, but God will highlight us to other people often whether it's because we're asking for that or he's just ready to put us in that position so yeah. that was a cool experience for her and so, like i said i'm enviable yeah. Envy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so awesome so we're wondering what was the practice that you uh, resonated with most um did you try any of these out uh, again if not there's still time uh give one of them a shot uh, as we move on to a new focus a new theme um, we're not just done with prayer. It's not like we, we figured it out. We're putting it behind us. Check. It's going to continue to be just a part of who we are. And the whole idea with practices is that it just becomes a natural rhythm. It becomes something that we always do. Uh, it's the posture of our hearts. We're listening. We're paying attention. And we're partnering with God when he's at work. Yeah. 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 And each one of these... I like to think of it as a different tool for our tool belts. You know, there may be seasons where the ancient practices are more in your wheelhouse. <laughs> there may be some seasons where you're around a lot of people that are far from Jesus and praying for them regularly is going to be very fruitful. Um, and, you know, I think that they're all applicable forever. <laughs> you don't necessarily doing them all all the time. But uh, I know for me, that's what I want, is I want to just have another tool in my tool belt to be able to use when I need it. Um, And I hope it's the same way for those of you that are practicing with us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we really only scratch the surface. I mean, there's... There are so many ways of prayer. Uh, For me, what's been really powerful is just this idea of simple prayer that like you can literally turn anything into a prayer. Whatever's on your heart, whatever's in your mind, your emotions, uh, you feel like you see something wrong in the world and it causes like that anger to come. Like it can turn into a prayer when we turn our attention to God um, and we ask, Father, what are you doing in the midst of this? One of the other really powerful ones I thought was just using the scriptures for prayer, which, you know, we kind of touched on that with Lectio Divina, but in all of our groups, I think that's been something that keeps coming out is we have the scriptures, we have this incredible resource like the Psalms, which are so many prayers of uh, petition, prayers of protest, prayers of lament lament and grief, and where are you, God? How long will this go on? Uh, it, It brings... It's not like this sanitized, easy thing. It brings all of the pain and the, the emotion into prayer, but it also remains hopeful that God is a God of justice and he yes. will act and uh, he will eventually set all things to right. Mm-hmm. But in the meantime, we get to partner with him. Yeah. And it's such, a, it's such a good way too with the scriptures. Like 
you don't have the words to pray sometimes. Like you just can't think of any, or it's just exhausting sometimes. And like, there it is, just written out. Like reading through what other people have gone through and praying it out out loud to the Lord. Like it's just a powerful thing. Yeah, it's something we're beginning to do more and more. One of the things that's been birthed out of this season of praying during quarantine is a intercessory prayer room that we've just scratched the surface of. Uh, Monday mornings at 7 a.m. on Zoom, you're all invited. Come pray with us (laughs) and worship with us. But we pray with the scriptures as our foundation. It's less open-ended, although that can be great too. But it's like, let's use these scriptures to launch off of into prayers for our personal lives, for Mm -hmm. our city, for families, for the loss, and so many other things. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, praying the scriptures, man, it's powerful. And we shouldn't be surprised, but sometimes I am. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, it was really good. Um, Also, Fridays at noon, we pray for an hour, the hour of power, lunchtime. That's a little more, the noon hour is a little more me and Tyler's jam, but we like the early morning start, the week off now. We're usually awake by noon. Yeah, yeah, that's more. Uh And then every other week, um, guys and girls get together separately for prayer chicks and prayer dudes. So there's just like opportunities as a community to come together, to pray together. Um, So we're not just one-offing here. You're not alone. Um, We're we're a body of believers that believe that the kingdom is coming. And when we pray together, there's power there. Yeah. Um, Yeah, we need each other. Like if we want to sustain any kind of life of prayer, Uh, we have to learn how to do it in community. Uh, We all have this idea of a prayer warrior that like locks themselves in a room with no windows and prays and and that's awesome, go do that. But at the same time, we have to have each other. And bring some people with you, help them learn how to do that too. Yeah, if you are one of those prayers, invite people into your room, do it together. And as we kind of move on to a new focus, really all of this comes down to what we're trying to do as a community, which is live deeply with God and with people. Um, That's just something that we want to be marked by. And a life of prayer really, really does that on both accounts, I think. It helps us to actually um, go deep with God, to to find that relational intimacy, the connection with the Father, um, to get past the superficial and with the people around us. Because if we're really engaging in a life of prayer, um, we're not just going to talk about the weather all day. Like we're yeah. we're at getting the heart of God. We're getting the mind yeah. of Jesus, mm-hmm. and that that brings change. It brings depth, which is really powerful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. One last thing I would add is just this idea about prayer is like God doesn't need our prayers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's not like I have to fill a quota. It's not like I have to check a box in order to be a follower of Jesus, it's relational. It's something he wants to be with us. He wants to spend time with us. He wants to partner with us. And um, I think we all know that any good relationship requires communication and requires listening and requires petition and all of these things, the honesty that prayer brings. So the relational version of prayer is the one that makes the most sense to me, but as people of of faith it's hard to remember that it's relational mm-hmm. you know but yeah. good reminder yeah that's yeah. good well thanks all for joining us for all these weeks and um yeah we'd love to hear how you've connected with some of the prayer practices leave comments 
Um, let us know what you connected with most. We'd love to hear. If you have any stories as well of, oh, yeah. you know, you started praying and something happened. I know we've had a lot in our community that have mentioned just like a little thing. Like I started praying for this coworker and the next day they asked me if I could pray for them. And mm -hmm. he's like, what? Yeah. You know, I just that's started awesome. doing that or they share something that's going on. Yeah. Um, really cool things. Thanks, everybody.